Cougar fans, it is time. Touchdown! What a grab! It's time to raise your colors, raise your voice, and join in on the raucous roundtable about your favorite team, the BYU Cougars. 15-10-5, It's time to tailgate. Cougar Tailgate, where BYU sports fandom lives. And here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, Cougar Nation? I'm Lauren McClain, and we're here to tailgate with you doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. BYU football heads into the bye week with a little pep in their step after getting their first dub in Big 12 conference play. Coaches, players, and fans alike are hoping some key guys can heal up before taking on TCU in Texas next week. For today's roundtable discussion, we have BYU TV sports producer Brandon Crow. What's up, B. Crow? What up? Along with the shepherd of our hearts, Jason. Wow. Yes. That may be the greatest intro I've ever had. I thought, you know what? I ran it past my husband last night. I'm like, is this too weird? How's this sound? He said, <laughs> I love it. Do it. Throw well, thank it you. Thank You're you welcome. so much. So thank you for being here, you guys. Uh, it's time for, we're just going to get right to it, Hot Off the Grill, where we give you our hot takes about BYU football right now. What I really want hot off the grill right now is a well-done steak with Mediterranean seasoning, mm. some grilled veggies, peach Delish. cobbler. What's your hot off the grill meal that you would take right now, Brandon? Pumpkin pancakes. Pumpkin pancakes? Yes. Is that something you had recently? You didn't even hesitate. No, it's breakfast time, and uh, my <laughs> breakfast window goes till about 2 o'clock, <laughs> and uh, yes. Look, breakfast can be eaten 24 hours a day, let's well, be honest. Very true, but right now, this is the first meal. I haven't really eaten anything yet, and so I'm thinking Pumpkin about breakfast pancakes. all the way right now. Okay. I live across the street from Maggleby's Fresh, and oh, so I yeah. call every week just to check on their weekly specials, <laughs> and they had pumpkin pancakes recently. That sounds amazing, by the yes, way. Yes, they were fantastic. That's uh, more hot off the griddle, not grill. You can, you but still yeah. do the grill. Yeah. yeah. True. Steak True and that. eggs with the pumpkin pancakes on the side then. There mm, we go. That sounds good. Yep. Uh, well, since basically all I eat is meat, uh, I would like at least one steak. I'm good. I'm good with. I want the Cajun spices mm. though on mm-hmm. on my steak. So I'm going with the with at least one steak. I would like to do uh, two marinated chicken breasts. <laughs> I'm not taking your order here. Uh, Just, uh, oh, you're not. <laughs> no, uh, that, but that's kind of where my mind is going right now. Maybe a pork chop to okay. go with. It. But yeah, Whoa. it's all of it. You're the what's that what's that diet called the. The, the, the paleo, the, the paleo, the the keto, the all right, yeah, the caveman. Well, it all sounds really good. Yeah, I'm gonna eat all of it. Let's get to our actual hot takes uh, about BYU football. What we're thinking right now, hot off the grill, Jason Shepard. Let's start with you. Uh, I love where BYU football is right now. Uh, they go into the bye. Look, you always want to go into a bye off of a win. You don't want to have to sit on a loss for two weeks. Yep. So the fact that BYU is able to get the win over Cincinnati, which was so cool uh, to be able to get that first home conference win, what a great night for BYU. And especially the way the game started oh. uh, for, for BYU to – statistically speaking, have no business having a lead at halftime. Mm -hmm. To have a lead at halftime and then in the second half really take things over. It it was just a really cool night uh, for for all of of BYU Sports Nation to enjoy that home game and that experience after wanting to be in a conference for so long. Uh, it, it was really cool. So I love where BYU is at right now. And, and I think if you were to ask every single BYU fan, certainly – Everybody would like to be undefeated. But if you said you can go into the bye with a record of 4-1, and one, every single person would take it. So I, I love where they are right now, and now it's all about getting ready for TCU. 
B. Crow, what about you? For me, my hot take, uh, I want BYU to remember who they are. And I, oh. want, I, I want them Return to- Return with honor? Yes. If you want to go that way, yes. Uh, but just rem- remember that BYU made a name for themselves by passing, by being innovative and being creative offensively. And also, I just want to see them use the tight end more. And I, I want to see them use the pass to set up the run, which is, I think, what happened when they were forced to on that final drive in the first half where they throw the ball four times, get a touchdown, yeah. and everybody in the stadium was like, where the heck has that been the whole time? Everyone was packing up their stuff, and then they're like, oh, I guess we'll stay. Yeah. <laughs> so they're about ready to leave at <laughs> halftime, and then they, they all sat back down. Yep. I believe in Keaton. He can sling it with the best of them, and so let him fly. Last week I predicted BYU would run for 75-plus yards of offense, which they did until the bad snap. I was so angry. Cody Epps and Aiden Robbins are going to play a significant role in the TCU game after returning from injury. That's my hot take. Um, mm. I I want them to, and it's probably more that I want them to. I love that Cody Epps returned this year, and I think that was really big for him and his career and for BYU, and he's just had to take a back seat because of injury. I want him to come in. I want him to be targeted four-plus times for 30-plus yards. I'm being very specific here. Yes, Aiden Robbins. I want him to be involved in some sort of big play. What I envisioned for Aiden Robbins that he would be involved in big fourth and ones, which BYU struggled with so bad last year. They actually have done pretty well this year so far. I just love that he's that big back. I want him to be back and healthy and play some sort of significant role in this game against TCU. That's my hot take. Well, and think about what the offense has been able to do. And Cody Epps has been in for a couple of plays, but really hasn't played at all this year. So so you haven't gotten anything from Cody, and now that he's coming back, you certainly, I agree with you, I, I we know what kind of a weapon he can be. Yeah. So I love getting him back. Aiden Robbins has not been able to do anything and has missed the last couple of games. Uh, so and, and Keanu Hill, who we all talked about, really has not been targeted a whole mm-hmm. lot. So you've got all of these weapons that, that are now coming back, and you, you figure to be more involved in the offense going forward so it's it's almost like you're it's like you're adding you're adding like three or four guys to an offense that has shown what it can do with guys like chase roberts and darius you know it's darius lasser i i've been really impressed with darius lasser i love what he's been able to do so it it should give every byu fan like it should really excite you what's possible with this offense to know what they've done and then to realize that you haven't even had your full complement of players yet so i think that should be something cougar fans be pretty pumped about depth is huge when you're part of a power five conference you have to have it and what's nice about keaton slovis and the receivers is he's targeted gosh how many guys nine or something like that nine different receivers so it's not like you're like oh i'm deep down in the depth charts like no he's gonna throw to you like if you get a chance he's gonna go to you he doesn't necessarily have one favorite target that he goes to you know more than the others maybe chase roberts you could argue a little bit but i think that's what's really cool about keaton slovis one of his strengths is he can see the whole field and he targets a lot of different guys so the fan question for this week is with a win and a loss so far in big 12 play where would you rank byu in the conference right now let's get to some of the fan responses on instagram jesse cottom said Probably number five or six without having seen every team play every week. Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas are up there in the top four, along with either West Virginia and or TCU. I like that response, Jesse. Uh, Al Gutierrez said number one. That's all. (laughs) I love it. That's a true BYU fan right there. Steve Vincent said, according to preseason ESPN predictions, we would be two to three right now. So 
I don't give their model much weight. <laughs> uh, Justine Bon on X said, BYU is three or four behind Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. They've surprised me this season. Brent Frankham, shout out, brother. I rank them fifth or sixth. I think they can get higher with a more consistent offense. Tough game coming up, too. And Stephanie on X said, wish I could be more optimistic, but I would say BYU is in the bottom middle to bottom of the conference really? looking for the bottom offense middle. to settle in for an entire game before I could be more optimistic. But I hope they surprise me. So w- bottom middle, what does that mean? Does that mean like 8, well, nine, eight, 10? Yeah, probably about that. Probably yeah, like yeah I, I, I Look, I, I thought being 11th when the preseason polls came out, I, I didn't buy that. Um, I th- I assumed that BYU. I thought the goal was to be middle of the pack year one. Yeah, and and I think right now BYU is probably fifth or sixth. I think yeah. that's about right. I think that's probably where they are right now. And look, they certainly have the opportunity to move up in those rankings. They're they've got opportunities, and that's why I'm really excited about this TCU game. Uh, that's TCU. I understand they're not the same team that they were last year. And but that's going to be a good test, and I think we're going to find out a lot about BYU. And I don't think it's crazy to think BYU could go in there and win that game, especially yeah. when you've got two weeks to prepare. Yeah. So I, I like that opportunity, and we're going to know a lot about BYU. So yeah, right now I think five or six, but certainly with the games that are still on the schedule, they have an opportunity to move up. Absolutely, Brandon. What do you think? I I honestly feel the same way. Like if you look at the rankings right now, that's BYU's sixth right now. So you have Oklahoma, Texas, West Virginia, Kansas State, Kansas, and BYU. Obviously, we know that BYU giving up 14 points offensively to turnovers to Kansas. That's a huge difference mm-hmm. in that game. And so, I don't know. Maybe if, if you say if we did a redo with with that game, I think BYU might come out with the win on that one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is going to be a big litmus test going on the road. In uh, hostile territory, renewing that old rivalry from the Mountain West with TCU, <laughs> and me and the game day crew, uh, when we when we went out there about a month or so ago to to film some big stories, every single person that we talked to was so excited to have BYU back, mm-hmm. and the people in the department were excited to renew that rivalry, and uh, I think it's going to be a great environment, and if BYU can continue to play the way that they did in the second half last week against Cincinnati, I feel like that is the the true BYU team. And then you add in all those offensive players that are going to be back. Yeah. And I think uh, Jay Hill's done a fantastic job on, on defense. He's been great. And uh, I think I think BYU, I mean, obviously w- exactly what Shep said. Right now, fifth or sixth, but you have the opportunity to to move up for sure. Agreed. They, they feel like a top-tier, middle-of-the-pack team. Yes. Like yeah. that's, that's how I yeah. would describe it. Top-tier, middle-of-the-pack the offense still has a lot to improve on, which sure. is not a bad thing. It's a great thing. Uh, I feel like a lot of uh, analysts have talked about that. Like, BYU is winning, and yet their ceiling, they're not even coming close to where they potentially could be. They're a little inconsistent. They're a little one-sided on offense. But they're exciting. They make big plays. They capitalize off of good field position. And those are really important things as well. So, uh, yeah, top middle for me. That's why I feel like BYU belongs, and, and they definitely could move up. All right, guys, it's time to play Buy or Sell, where we discuss certain topics with BYU football and say if we'd buy it or sell it. Let's talk about Keaton Slovis being a top three quarterback in the Big 12. Are you buying it or selling it, Chip? Um, I will sell it, and that's not a knock on Slovis, but I, I think the the top three quarterbacks are pretty clear in the Big 12. In, in any particular order, I, you've got Quinn Ewers from Texas, 
you've got Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma, and you've got Jalen Daniels from Kansas. I think those are your top three quarterbacks in the Big 12. So, no, I, I, I don't think Keaton is a top three quarterback, uh, but I think he's in that next tier of QBs. You buying or selling it? You know what? Just for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to buy it. And I'm going to say, from what I've seen from Keaton Slovis, and I was before I came up here to Utah, I was down in Southern California. I have ties to USC. And when he was there, everybody loved him. And we have been able to see his talent. And judging just by the pure quarterback talent, I feel like he is a top three quarterback in, in the Big 12. And you supplement the BYU weapons that he has with the weapons of a Texas or a Kansas or even an Oklahoma, and I think that we would not be even having a debate with this question. So you're saying if he had the weapons that these other quarterbacks have, that he would be top three? I, I think he's top three right now. Okay. I just think that other people's eyes might be opened if he has some of the numbers or if he has some of those exposure plays that these other quarterbacks have. Yeah, and speaking of numbers, Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma – He's having a heck of a season. He's thrown for over 1,500 yards, which is a conference best. And they're a scary team. Quinn Ewers from Texas, consistent with an elite arm, just incredible player. Could be in the running for the Heisman. So, yes, those two are the clear two. We saw what Jalen Daniels could do from Kansas, and he's phenomenal and phenomenally talented, uh, unfortunately dealing with some back injuries. Hopefully he can get healthy. Yeah, I wanted to see him go up against so Texas. So the fact so that he missed that game, that. That, was, that was a letdown. Yeah, I agree with that. And then Keaton, maybe fourth or fifth. Uh, I can't remember Kansas State's quarterback's name. Uh, Will Will Howard. Will Howard. He's pretty good as well. So I think he and Keaton may be kind of fighting for that fourth and fifth that's, spot. That's who. That's who I was thinking of as well. Yes. That's that's in that next tier. But so uh, I'm I'm gonna sell it for now, and I'm hoping that he just keeps getting better. Uh, n- the next one is BYU upsetting Texas or Oklahoma. Brandon, are you gonna buy it or sell it? Ah. <laughs> well, They've done it before. As as they say, you know, anything can happen when you strap it up. So you know what? Sure, given the two, either or, sure, why not? I'll go ahead and buy it. Uh, for some weird reason, Taysom Hill's curse probably still lingers <laughs> against the Longhorn fans. I know Matthew McConaughey has not forgotten about Taysom Hill. Anytime given the opportunity to choose BYU, he's always choosing that. So yeah, sure. I I I don't I don't think it's impossible. And uh, given that we've seen Jay Hill's defense perform lockdown things, and if we get all those weapons back, sure, I, I think that BYU can beat one of those two. Shep, you buying or selling it? I'm buying it. Yeah, I, I think BYU has a chance to beat one of those two teams. Look, and I think if you if you looked at it, the one that probably makes the most sense is probably Oklahoma, simply because you have them at home. Right. Sure. And you go to Austin to face Texas. Now, I'm not saying BYU can't win there, but I would say if you're if you're betting on it, I would say if you're going to win one, it's probably the home game against Oklahoma for a couple of different factors. Now, number one, we don't know when that game's going to be played, but yeah. I think most people would assume that's probably going to be a night game. Mm-hmm. And so we know how well BYU plays at night. The other part about that is, you know, Oklahoma's traveling here. They're not used to playing it at elevation. So all those things that play into BYU having advantages in these home games, uh, I think that's probably the one you look at. But, yeah, I'm buying it that they could win one of those two. I'm buying it, too. BYU has a tendency to play big in big games. Not all the time, obviously. Looking at you, LSU, Circa, I can't remember what year that was. 2019? Where they didn't even cross the 50-yard line. Yeah, we don't line. need to However, talk about that one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's not across the board, but I feel like they do play big in big-time games. Both of these teams have a huge target on their back with the whole conference, and it's hard to believe at one point, not 
In the country, of, really. In the country. Not one of them is going to slip up. You know what I mean? They're, they're, that usually happens. It's just how the college football landscape works. Why not BYU? Yep. Why not let that slip up be BYU? And hopefully it's not a slip up. Hopefully BYU is just right there with them. I think they have the tools to get a huge upset. And I think you're right. I see it being Oklahoma rather than Texas, but you never know. Hey, well, and the other part about that, remember, that's the second to last regular season game. That's probably going to have some yeah. weather to, to deal with as well. Oh, yeah. Sure. All right, BYU being a top 25 team this season. Shep, are you buying it or selling it? Um, hmm. At any point this season? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Or yeah, at any point this season. I'm buying it. I think there's a chance, yeah. And, and I think, honestly, the Oklahoma game may be one of those ones that if you get that, that's, that vaults you into that. So, yeah, I'm buying that. I think, there's, I think they absolutely, at some point this year, can be a top 25 team. The other cool thing about that is if you can get into the top 25 with that game, if that's the one that propels you into the top 25, then you go to Stillwater the next week against Oklahoma State. If they haven't figured things out, I'm going to assume BYU's favored in that game. That way you then possibly end the season in the top 25 as well, heading into your bowl game. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's – I'm buying that. Brandon? I agree 100%. Yeah, absolutely. BYU has the potential. Given the rest of the of the schedule, yeah, sure, you can look at it on paper saying this is one of the toughest, if not the toughest, schedule BYU's had. But, yeah, I absolutely think that they have the opportunity to finish the, the season at some point in the top 25. Don't hate me, BYU fans. I'm going to sell it, and here's why. I feel like 45% of me is saying they absolutely can do it. 55% is saying no. I think BYU would have to run the table to be ranked at this point. Maybe maybe a loss to either Texas or Oklahoma is okay, mm. but I feel like in order to be in the top 25, um, I feel like they can't lose to anybody else. And then I think that's a tough feat. Do you guys disagree with that? Do you think they can have more than a loss to Texas or Oklahoma and still be ranked in the top 25? Well, have more than three three losses and be ranked in the top twenty five. You know what I mean? Well, it, it is interesting given the fact that they did lose to Kansas. Now, yeah. depending on on how their quarterback comes back and when that happens, and the, how Kansas does the rest of the right. year, that could play into a factor for sure. But yeah, absolutely. I think you know, given the rest of the of the home games, you have Iowa State right now, who's currently four spots behind BYU. Texas Tech, who's five spots behind BYU, and Texas Tech, uh, they lost their quarterback Tyler Shuck and he's going to be out six to eight weeks, and so that's going to be a huge factor. And so I think the rest of the conference, besides those two games in Austin and here at home against Oklahoma, I think BYU has a chance to run the, the table the rest of the way given those two games. Mm. And so, I, 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 yeah, don't call me crazy, naive, optimistic, but I genuinely think that that, 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 that can happen. But that's what we are as fans. That's we the, are naive but we, and optimistic. Us three here, we shouldn't be quote-unquote <laughs> fans, right? Because we're quote-unquote media. Well, here, here's the way I look at it. How fun is it, though, that we're even talking about multiple losses and still being in the running for a top 25 or something. Amen. The conference, it, that's the beauty of all of this. Not that you ever want to lose any games, but we have been in the last 12 years just accustomed to as soon as BYU loses a game, you're, you're playing out the string. Yep. And that's no longer the case, and it is so great to be in that situation. You're right. It's so much fun. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to see what's happening around the Big 12. This is Cougar Tailgate.
Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean, and we have Jason Shepard and Brandon Crow with me. Yo, yo. Since it's BYU's bye week, let's talk about what's going on around the Big 12. Texas is clearly the best team, has national title aspirations, winning both Big 12 matchups by a combined 61 points. <laughs> they tend to be a slow start team, but they finish strong. They're going to be tested coming up against Oklahoma this week. Speaking of Oklahoma, they they are dominating as well. They have a big chance to show off a new defense in the Red River Showdown. That's going to be so much fun, by the way. Will we be seeing a preview of the Big 12 Championship, you guys? What do you think? Ooh. Certainly possible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the way things are shaking out now, it looks like that's probably the direction it's going. Look, the, the, the fun thing is there's still a lot of football to be played, but as we sit here today, yeah, probably yeah. are. Yeah. Yep. Kansas had to sit star quarterback Jalen Daniels, like like we mentioned, three minutes before kickoff against Texas. Dang it, with a back injury. West Virginia is shaping up to be the big story in the Big 12 football, starting 4-1 with only a loss to Penn State. The rest of their schedule looks fairly manageable. They could finish near the top, decimating the predictions of finishing last. You guys, is West Virginia a lot better than people originally thought, or are TCU and Texas Tech not as good as originally advertised? The answer is usually it's somewhere in the middle. But yeah. in this case, West Virginia has taken that slight personally. And they said it at Big 12 Media Day in Dallas. The, 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 from the coach to all the players, they did not appreciate being picked 14th, dead last in the Big 12. And they have come out and proven why they didn't deserve it to begin with. Right. Like, that that game in Morgantown for BYU, I think most of us sort of check the box when you go down the win-loss as you look over a schedule. Oh, well, that's that's going to be a yeah. win. Yep. West Virginia is much better than we thought. And, and quite frankly, right now, they're playing with a ton of confidence. And that's what you certainly don't want in an opponent when you face them is for your opponent to feel confident in what they're doing. They, that, that, to me, is more about what West Virginia is doing than what the teams they have beaten haven't done. Okay. Brandon? I agree. Uh, as my life mentor and life coach Rocky Balboa once said, uh, <laughs> the toughest yes. the toughest opponent you face is the one that has nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And so West Virginia having nothing to lose because nobody gave them any expectation coming in here and they are throwing haymakers right now. And so it's, I'm very curious to see how the next couple of weeks play out for West Virginia and how the next couple of weeks play out for BYU. And so that, that meeting in Morgantown, I'm very curious to see what that would be. That quote cut me deep. I like that. Yeah, I love which which Rocky of Balboa. the Rocky movies was that from? I think that was from Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Wait, you, wait. Of all the movies, you're quoting not <laughs> one of the original four. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what it came out. I mean, it, I it know that he. Of, okay, all right. As long as it came out of Rocky Balboa's mouth, doesn't matter. By the way, yep. can we all agree that Rocky Four was the best? Absolutely, of all of them, one hundred percent. I will say no. What? Oh my god! What's your favorite? It's this be, has it, to be discussed. It's got to be one or two for me. See, mm-hmm. I go in descending or I go with four is the best, three is the next, and it's really sort of like a like a 1A, then two, then one. I, I, Jason just hates communism that much. That's <laughs> <laughs> number four. I am so anti-communist <laughs> that Rocky Four is... <laughs> That's my favorite. It's my favorite. To this day, I still listen to the training montage at the gym. Oh, yeah. To this day. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. I hear it coming out of your office. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn it down. Sorry. 
Oh, let's continue. Houston gets smacked with a 21-point loss from Texas Tech. Iowa State fell hard to Oklahoma this week. They face off against TCU this week on TCU's end and upset by West Virginia like we talked about. They're calling this game a must-win against Iowa State, hoping to play better situational football. Texas Tech saw a little of what we hope happens for BYU. They started out a little pass-happy, and now they're running the ball, have become the focus, and they – led a win over Houston this weekend. Oklahoma State is struggling big time uh, with losses against South Alabama and Iowa State, despite being incredibly consistent under Mike Gundy. Darn it, a turnaround is unlikely against Kansas State this week. And then speaking of Kansas State, this is the first time since 2014 they have been favored over a Big 12 opponent on the road. And they're, By the way, they're favored by 12. Wow. 12. That's crazy. Good for Kansas State. I yeah, love it. Yeah, Kansas. look, Kansas State was fantastic last year. And the the game I watched their game against uh, Missouri um, in its entirety from start to finish, and they obviously didn't win that game. But I I, I was so impressed with what I saw out of K State. And look, they're they're gonna they're gonna cause problems. They're three and one already. Now they had a buy last week. They had one of the the earlier buys in the conference, so they're going in three and one. Um, but yeah, the Oklahoma State thing is really mind boggling. Yeah. How they've struggled as and look, they're two and two. And the fact that they're a 12-point underdog at home to K-State, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. that uh, I'd be interested to see what's happening in that program right now. Baylor, it seems like they've been kind of hit or miss this season. And odds have this as an even game. Can Baylor work some magic this week against Texas Tech? UCF suffered an embarrassing loss. To Baylor. From Baylor. Like, oh, you see, being so like 35-7. to seven. Do they have the magic left? They, they may have gotten rid of all the magic last yeah. week coming back against the Knights. <laughs> yeah, and then they got to go take on Kansas this week. Cincinnati takes a much-needed bye week like BYU after going 0-2. Uh, and two. That stinks. Sorry, Cincinnati. Sorry, the Kelsey brothers. You know what I mean? But it did sorry, give us not sorry. It did give us Travis Kelsey in a BYU jersey. It really did. And that brings me to our last segment. Let's talk about some BYU in the news. I want to hear from you guys. What BYU national news made you smile the biggest this week? Number one, Puka freaking Nakua breaking records with the LA Rams. Zach Wilson finally putting together a game that proves why he's in the league and against the defending national champions. I'm so sad that he fumbled the ball. doesn't matter. And number three, Travis Kelsey wearing a BYU jersey on his podcast. Is it one, two, or three, Brandon? For me, number one. I am so sick of Travis Kelsey. I am not a fan <laughs> of, of, of Travis Kelsey. I've Is been, it just because of Taylor Swift, or you no, weren't a fan of I, him before? I haven't been a fan for a while. Are you trying to hurt me? Is that what's going no, on No, I'm just being real and trying to give some fodder for this conversation here. <laughs> I appreciate that, Brandon. Thank you. I've been a Swifty since, since day one, all right? I've been to three concerts before the Eras Tour. Whoa. Really? Yes. I, I, I've, been on, I've been in the game for a long time. Throw that out the window, okay? But going back wow. to this, Puka Nakua is stepping up, and he. a lot of people want to say whatever they want to say about Puka Nakua, but he landed in a absolute perfect situation for himself and he's been able to be mentored by players like Cooper Cup who although are injured have been able to be on the sideline in practice in his ear giving him advice being tutored by Matt Stafford uh, he is he is proving to other people what most people did not see from him at BYU and he I think that what he's doing in LA is fantastic and it's just it's kind of unprecedented for a rookie. That's what's so cool Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. And and my favorite part was did you see the the social media clip that was going around where him talking to his mom? 
where McVay, oh. McVay was giving the speech and he oh, yeah. he presented the game ball and he was still running in because he was signing autographs for people. <laughs> He's like, "Where's Puka? Where's Puka?" Yeah. So that that's my that's my number one. So cool, Chef. What are you picking? Um, look. For me, because it's it's my world's colliding, and quite frankly, two of the three were my world's colliding. Yep. Because I'm a Chiefs guy. Yeah. So so the fact that Travis Kelty was wearing a BYU jersey, that's like the ultimate for me. The only thing that would have topped that is if it was Patrick Mahomes wearing a Chiefs jersey. <laughs> I'm still holding out hope that there's a chance that Mahomes will fly out to Provo for when BYU takes on Texas Tech. It's not going to happen. But I've got to go that direction as BYU guy and a Chiefs guy to see Travis Kelsey wearing the the BYU jersey. And the reason he wore it was because BYU football beat his alma mater, Cincinnati. That's where I got that's where I've got to go. The other part about that was you'd mentioned, you know, Zach Wilson obviously facing my Chiefs, I appreciated what he did in that game. And I was so – two things. I was happy my team won, Hmm. but I was also happy that Zach Wilson shut some folks up with his performance. Not enough, though. But but, <laughs> but afterwards, you had you had every, guys like LeBron who, and I'm not yes. a LeBron guy, but I truly appreciated him going out of his way to praise Zach Wilson because you started seeing all these people that were not not coming to his aid. Not like you know, I don't think he, Zach feels like he needs that, but they could tell what type of pressure he was under. Yes, and they went out of their way, guys yep. in the NFL in other sports. To come out of their way and say, look what this guy did under that pressure, and that was cool. I think everybody felt that if you watched that game when they were zooming in on Zach Wilson's face and he's saying, that's my bad, bro, you know, like that's on me. And you could just tell just the blood is drained out of his face after that fumble. I think anybody watching that game was like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. You know, you just felt so bad knowing how much pressure he's been under and what the fans have been saying about him and the national media. And, man, it's just it gets to a point where you're like – Come on. I know you're, he's making millions of dollars, you know, and I know that uh, you ask for this, I guess, if you want to be part of the NFL, but ease up a little bit. You know, like he he had a fantastic game. I feel like that was probably number one for me this week because I was, for some reason, really invested in that game. I love the Chiefs. I love watching the Chiefs because of, of Andy Reid and I love Patrick Mahomes, but I, I was so happy for Zach Wilson to have some beautiful drives, some yes. beautiful throws. He he needed that. And you really, you almost forgot how good his arm was. Like, there were some of those throws I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why Zach Wilson is so good. Those are some of the throws I remember seeing at BYU, and I know he's had some good games uh, the past couple of years. But That was, was his best game as a pro. It absolutely was. Hands and down. on national television yes. against the the world champs. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with Zach Wilson, and I hope he just keeps going up from here. Well, and what I hope comes out of that is, look, and uh, these guys have done this for years. Paul Hackett has been an offensive coordinator forever. I know he didn't he didn't work out well as a head coach at Denver, but as an Nathaniel offensive Daniel Hackett. Or excuse me, what did I say? Paul. Pa- Paul's his dad. Yes. Paul is his dad, who was an, a former offensive coordinator with the Chiefs. So yes, Nathaniel Hackett. He's a guy that I hope will see this and say, you know what? This is what we need to allow him to do. Yeah. We, this is why he was drafted number two. This is this is the kind of game I need to call for him. Because we've seen what he's capable of doing when he feels comfortable. So I hope that's what we see from Nathaniel Hackett moving forward as the offensive coordinator of the Jets to to play to Zach's strengths. Absolutely. And by the way, 
Travis Kelsey mentioned that if Cincinnati won, I'm assuming Porter Ellett, Matt Bushman, <laughs> and Andy Reid were in on this. They would have to go to a Vegas pool party. I don't see that happening. Probably not. So it's very good. Probably <laughs> Why not. you won that game. All right, that does it for us today. Thanks again to Brandon Crow and Jason Shepard for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.